Hello and welcome to another episode of Jerk and Soy. My name is Jerk. My name is Soy. And welcome to another episode of our show, Jerk and Soy. It's the podcast where we give unqualified and unsolicited opinions. On things. Things. How has your week been? I know mine has been fantastic because as you can see from the title of this episode, we are talking about Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut. Oh, I did not know you were that interested in it. Okay. Um, My week, my week has been been pretty good mostly because of the weather i know that's a boring thing obviously oh the weather but after a long canadian winter i actually do quite enjoy the weather you know what's funny i i could actually see i can see the differentiation between the seasons and i feel like since covid covid19 uh, this has been the first time that I've actually really been able to witness them. Yeah. Because it, it has simultaneously slowed down and like expedited and amplified time in a way that it's kind of weird to really wrap your mind around slash really conceptualize because some months feel incredibly fast and then some feel incredibly slow. And then when I think back to, oh, that was six months ago, sometimes it's like that was only six months ago. And then sometimes it feels like, what? That was a year ago? Well, actually, I feel like the one year marker feels as I can like pretty concretely nail when that is because one year of quarantine it's like life before and life since hmm. i can't believe we were in this position about a year ago wow happy one year i mean it's still kind of feels that way i Celebrate. still don't really do anything outside go to the grocery store work physically and the dollar store that's about it oh you mean it's been the, what it feels the same i feel like life has not changed from for me much since the top of quarantine oh. so throughout the year as far as like my oh, activities yeah. and recreationally oh, oh yeah, yeah yeah most of the fun things i'm doing are being inside yeah, yeah which is exactly why i'm actually really excited about this film because it did bring an event to my home which is refreshing Another because it's not like you can go to the movies anymore and, and, and doing something like this and then forcing you to sit down and really for take it all while. in for yeah. a while it was a really great event okay so let's get into it this week on armchair critic we are reviewing and talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. And we have to say Zack Snyder's Justice League because they make a point of re-emphasizing that this is Zack Snyder's Justice League. I mean, it is a very, very, very distinct difference. It is. So for all the not nerds listening to this, there's like a whole backstory to this film. So Zack Snyder made, directed Man of Steel, which is eh, and Batman versus Superman, which was, I think, I I think most people agree, objectively terrible. Accurate. (laughs) Like, so... (laughs) And then he, but he was already obviously signed on to do Justice League at the time because these things, you know, take years to plan and, you know, they're mapping out their extended universe and they're basically trying to catch up to the Marvel movies in terms of like the universe building. Um, But this, and was there a lot of that in this? Yes. But I was actually before I, before I get into that. So then uh, the studio of Warner Brothers got a little worried because the reception to Batman versus Superman in particular was very poor both in terms of like critics and like general audiences rightfully so <laughs> yes I could go on a very long rant about how turgid and disgusting that movie is rightfully so <laughs> what a waste but so then they got nervous and then they decided that they wanted that to- was a waste of money a waste of time <laughs> And a waste of audience time. Like, that was just a waste. It was a big waste. Anyways, continue. Yeah. So, 
So the studio got nervous and they kind of stuck their fingers in and tried to change Justice League because they wanted to make it like happier and brighter. And they also had success like relatively soon after that with Wonder Woman, which is a more hopeful movie and less downbeat all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Which actually I think is Zack Snyder's greatest contribution to Wonder Woman is I think he casted it very well. And And that score, Wonder Woman's theme is very good. Who who um produced that? I think Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I think so. What was I saying? Okay, yeah. But I mean, this whole thing of making it lighter and jokier, as if that's what people want, is I think such a stupid concept. Because if you like think back into why Warner Brothers started with this like doom and gloom, dark quote unquote movies about superheroes, is because they had such great success with Chris Nolan's Batman movies. Yeah, exactly. So it's almost like hmm. Maybe it's not like if the movie is dark or happy, it's maybe it has to do with the script. Mm, there's a thought. Hmm. There's a, there's a concept. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so because of like there's a lot, there was a lot of interference in the production of Justice League. And then Zack Snyder very sadly has suffered like a family tragedy during the production of Justice League. So he decides to step down from the movie and he is replaced by Josh Whedon, who like nerds will know who he is. But uh, um, oh, bless his heart. Oh, and who is also canceled, but won't get there. Um, Joss Whedon directed the first two I mean, Avengers which man movies. isn't these days? I mean, th- what's Zach going Snyder on? Is not canceled. What's going on, man? What, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't think they're doing anything different. It's just that they're people are responding differently to what they gotcha. have been doing. Gotcha. 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 We're losing. Okay. We're losing. <laughs> ba- like, pull yourselves together. So, yeah, Joss Whedon comes in and reshoots a bunch of the movie, and out comes the the theatrical version of Justice League, which you watched. Did you watch that one? I did. What Regrettably. Did <laughs> so not good no i remember watching parts of it on tv one time and i was like what the hell is this things that i'd rather do that i should be doing anyways that i could have done whilst watching that movie include i don't know picking up trash on the side <laughs> of a highway feeding animals at the local shelter <laughs> reading to children i don't know there, there are just so many things taking that a I, nap taking a nap would be a better use of time than watching that movie exactly um <laughs> uh, so that movie was terrible as well and it did very poorly too actually and it was anyway so this whole time like the fans online or were like rallying to get the snyder cut because it was obvious that there was an original version of this movie that was in, as intended so through the power of uh twitter and angry um nerds online we have they have manifested this into existence and here comes a four-hour version the Definitive director's cut, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wow, which was, okay, well, let's go ahead and think about how we're going to break this down. What would you like to start by talking about? Um, Should we give a quick, quick summary? How is that possible? Oh, it's very easy because um, this movie doesn't really have a plot. It is a MacGuffin movie, which is fine. That's what most comic book movies are. But if you want to know what the plot is, there are evil aliens who want to get three boxes of of you know and they they can do things kind of nondescript powers and then when the bad guys get all three boxes uh, it's the end of the world essentially and so batman has to batman and wonder woman no not nondescript it's that they have they possess so much infinite amount of power that they can do whatever you want them to do that's the nerd way of phrasing it notice that 
when it comes down to it, it's the same. And they're actually the called mother boxes, not just <laughs> a regular degular box, okay? <laughs> mother boxes, sorry. So th- you can think of them as um, kind of like infinity stones, but less specific in what they can do. Accurate. That's an accurate way to describe mother box. And so this is not a hate. I'm not trying to hate a less on this A dis- less specific version of an infinity stone. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not trying to hate on this because like, as you, if you watch Marvel, movies many of them are also based on people chasing you know an object so yeah so batman and wonder woman are, are recruiting the members that makes of sense Justice though League. because i mean that reflects life everything has a source of power you're saying there are three mother boxes in real life there could be maybe yeah. not in this dimension yeah just one of them is buried in the ground <laughs> Yeah, just, just like yeah, just in like a in shallow movie. grave, just like in the a mere three <laughs> inches below the Earth's crust, just a mere, just a mere. So if you watch this, okay, I'm assuming if you're a hardcore fan, you've already watched this, and if you don't, then it doesn't really matter. There's not much to be spoiled, but there's three boxes. Okay, there, there's not much to be spoiled because majority of this is, of this film is is really about the content of leading up to the story that you already know if you already watched the initial one. Okay. Okay, uh, maybe we should start there. So what confused me when I watched this super long thing was the plot is the same. Inherent. Yeah. Why would it be different? Because they made it sound like, because Josh Whedon reshot supposedly like a lot of this movie and he had like the budget for that movie, like they had to throw like a hun- an extra hundred million dollars at it. And But I was like, if you compare the theatrical Justice League to Zack Snyder's Justice League, the plot is essentially the same. I think, I feel like as you noted prior to i think the direction was what the issue was and they felt like if they went in a more light-hearted way it would be more commercially successful slash received by people that and just not nerds because i mean realistically all the marvel people they went out because everybody liked the hype it wasn't just nerds that are going to go see this it was making it more palatable however i always enjoyed the idea of dc being a lot more darker and a lot and especially in my adult years I feel like I can really enjoy the the going on to that deeper emotional level and really divulging into these really dark backstories that really tell a, a full story or a little bit more of a heart-wrenching story as far as characters go and, and bad things and developments happening and then shaping a character into what they are now and today. Some are a little bit more positive and some a little bit a lot more mysterious and dark, but I think think that and and let's keep it 100 it's a movie about superheroes okay like like let's not take it like like let's uh, let's think of it through a particular lens here right so before i shit on this which is essentially how i feel about most of it i will say this oh wow it is definitely better than the theatrical version i would hazard to say there is a version of this Zack snyder's cut if it was two hour 45 minutes maybe even three hours that I would say it's a fine movie. But what we get in the four hour thing, completely unacceptable. Well, I don't know what the hell he's talking about because I thoroughly enjoyed this film and I didn't just like it because of the the, the experience that it gave. I like a good build. I like a good cinematic shot. I like a good, especially that opening number when he was riding in a horse and it's uh, that seemed like those intros, that intro uh, credits, that went on for quite a while. It did. That journey up that 
mountain. Wow. The, and then down. Wow. I thought that. It, okay. So it, at the intro, I was already like, oh my God. But it but, was a good indicator as to where this was going. But I, I was, was going to say, I will accept that intro. What I will not accept is the first, basically the first hour of this movie is so drawn out for no real reason. There are scenes that repeat themselves that do nothing. So my example for you is going to be Aquaman. So we start off with Bruce Wayne, Batman, finding Aquaman. I don't where, know if that's true. Wait, wait, wait. Where they have a conversation and then Aquaman basically basically says, you know, I'm not, I don't want to do this. See ya. Okay. Later on, not that later on, but within the first hour, we see Aquaman again. He rescues um, some guy, <laughs> then comes into the same town, drops the guy off, um, says something, takes off his shirt, then hops back into the ocean. Was it the same town, though? I don't think it was. It was. Okay, even I think it was, but even if it wasn't, that scene is so pointless. It, it's it, it, no, it shows you nothing. I don't know if that's true because I feel like it actually answers a question without answer. Okay, I think that there's very two, there's two different the styles because you seem to like it when when everything is very descriptive and and almost spoon fed to you, but I kind of like it when you you kind of don't tell me because that first scene where he disappears into the water when when they go outside and the those those uh ladies and I believe children are, are singing that <laughs> oh my lamentation. god and he goes into the water and kind of just disappears it's kind of like okay well does everybody know that he's mystical and magical and then when he does come back and he really and he plops him down and he's like yo tell this man to respect this sea kind of thing it's kind of it solidifies it's like oh okay so they do know what's up but they just coexist with him and just treat him with respect because they're like oh this guy's a he comes through for us so i feel like that scene was actually really necessary because if it didn't happen i would be like that leaves me to wonder now. And I like that it happened without telling me exactly what it is. It was very clear in the first introduction of Aquaman that they knew he was some sort of supernatural being because they talk about how bad it is out there, how you can't get any ships in here, blah, 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 blah. They clearly know who this guy is. They start singing an Icelandic hymn, which lasts for what feels like three minutes when he returns into the water. But again, again, I feel like if you were going to do a movie like this, that almost serves as, I argue, I can argue that everybody almost had a reintroduction. If you have never even seen Justice League before, everybody has an almost a little mini section where everybody's reintroduced with their background story and you can know what's going on even if you didn't watch this movie and i feel like that's really important when you have something at this magnitude no i don't but I, what i'm saying is the second aquaman's introduction scene is redundant and i disagree i feel like it i it learned solidified new. I, I feel like it's it ties up the question as to whether or not these people know what's going on and what's good they already knew it was clear from the first time they knew what was going on but i don't i don't know that then you weren't watching me as the me as the as, as the but it's not a whether it's not a matter of whether or not he has super magical powers because they saw him go into the water i was like okay but did they know do they know that he is regularly on that tip yes because bruce and does he regularly come back yes because bruce wayne literally spells out the story he's like i know there's this like being who comes in from the high tide but didn't they blah, laugh blah, him blah, off blah. because they were him. trying to protect the guy they were trying to protect aquaman and and 
okay, I will grant you that and that extra scene could exist in a movie, but when the movie is four hours long, I think it's a perfect opportunity need to, to cut it up. I four hours long, see ya. Again, I think so. You're saying that this movie wasn't necessary to be four hours long? Again, no. I think that it's in, I during a time where we cannot go to movie theaters, I think it's a great opportunity to have an at home event where you can sit down and watch something ridiculously long like an avatar, but have that experience in your home again, which is something that we haven't had to have in, I in a while. Avatar. Outside of some nonsense award shows giving giving uh, accolades to, to celebrities that are already rich and famous. I forget where the origin origin of that joke comes from. I didn't create that. Um, and then showering them for a couple hours. That's a, that. This is an actual event. So I, 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 I think I'm defending the fact that it is that long and it gives me a well-rounded story. I agree it's an event. If it was three hours long, it would still be an event. Avatar is two hours and like 40 minutes. Four hours is very long and you can, I could really feel it. Especially the first hour, I was like, it's only been an hour. I was like, it feels like I've been sitting here for two. I will agree that I did find by that first intermission that I had it, it was <laughs> it was quite quite a journey to get there. But I also feel like that is also a matter of uh, this little bit of attention deficit that I am developing being at home so much more often because there's a lot more things that I need to do. Well, that's a that's another thing, and especially for people like me, and I know that you also enjoy watching short shows that are nonsensical and tie up within 20 minutes. Well, that's because I don't have time. Oh, so you're being biased about this. No, but I can watch if I'm ready to sit down and watch long form television, like that's fine. It's not that it's if it was four hours and paced well and relevant i can i can accept four hours but there are many things in this movie that goes nowhere like even the like for example another example for me the introduction of wonder woman in this scene in this movie where like she foils uh some terrorist thing in a museum it's a cool it's a cool scene like she, like she does cool shit and i'm like woo but then if you think about it that, that it, it serves zero narrative purpose what did you learn about wonder woman what are these terrorists doing they kind of they, they he briefly explains what the what they represent and then that that thread is never picked up on again it's like what is the point of introducing this group of terrorists what is the point of this action set piece other than to have wonder woman look cool i mean again we're watching a movie about superheroes so i think there are gonna be scenes where they're just meant for the superhero to look cool yeah but in the in a better superhero movie you at least at least it moves <laughs> Moves something along. Does it though? Okay. Arguably, I find that the issue with Marvel movies is that there is not enough fighting until this one gigantic one at the end <laughs> that lasts way too friggin' long. I like the idea that there are multiple fight scenes where they show off different cool aspects of all of their powers. And even like, yeah, you're saying that that's that's kind of irrelevant, but I kind of think that it's cool that you know, oh yeah, I'm like this really badass like thousand year old hot. Uh, Amazonian, Glamazonian warrior that protects children and goes to go dust off like dinosaur bones. And I swoop in and I save children that are on a field trip. And then I also think that it's cool where like characters like the cyborg, Victor, he goes in and he just deposits money into a struggling person's bank account. And yeah, you could say that that's unnecessary. But again, I feel like it's character building and necessary for somebody who again has not watched any single movie before regarding this franchise. But uh, like, so your example about cyborg 
cyborg, for example. That to me is not a pointless scene where he gives money to some lady who's struggling because that is something about his character that shows you something. There's a point. But again, again, I feel like this is going to be circular again because I like the idea of just showing a superhero being a superhero a couple moments throughout the movie. I don't want it to be this ridiculous long build to just this one massive fight scene like they have many fight scenes in this exactly which i enjoy but at least most of them have a purpose wow okay and i realized that we also didn't even break down the cast list um 24 minutes in uh henry cavill is superman uh clark uh ray fisher plays uh cyborg ezra miller plays flash jason momoa plays aquaman it's arthur ben affleck batman bruce wayne uh gal gadot Wonder Woman, Diana. Um, who else do we have? There's some major, some major players. Yeah, major players in there. Oh, and we do have a little, uh, a little hidden gem. Kai Zhang, who plays uh, Ryan Choi. Oh, yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, who is that guy? Is he in Adam. Adam. Who was used to be. Oh, was his... so this is an Easter egg. Yeah, another Easter egg, which was I thought was fantastic and an important part of this movie. Who was, what was his name? Dr. Raymond before? They just, uh, which I also thought was cool. They're I just think... like, oh, we're going to change the ethnicity. Well, I like that. You did it. I think what we're, what we're landing on here is if you care deeply about DC and this stuff, you're gonna enjoy this and i think that's where you're coming from no i think that if you're looking for a well done superhero movie that gives you a good balance of darkness mixed with exciting fight scenes mixed with a, an overall cinematic experience and with some jokes sprinkled in there but not the whole thing is just like a ha 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 let's suddenly try and drum up some comedy i think you would like this i don't think no i this movie is not accessible to general audience why not why don't you think so because it is very long because it is not paced in a way that is for people who are general people who watch superhero movies and there are lots of easter eggs or fan service essentially that it's gonna fly over their heads and they're gonna be like what's the point of this i think that's gonna get people a little bit more interested in it you would be interested in it and i would, because you're like oh i know who that is but even if you don't and know i'm who interested that is. in seeing where this is gonna go next but for if, example like okay. the end of the movie with all like which which this movie has about four endings with the first one being the real ending and then the three of them being like very long cookies like so like martian manhunter shows up mm-hmm that only matters to you if you're a nerd because mm-hmm. other than that it's kind of just like oh somebody's oh, just that? joining the team yeah and it's and then and deathstroke shows up which and uh, yeah, lex exactly. luther tells him who batman is like th- for a random person that they're gonna be like what the hell's going on who cares mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay okay and then what's the last one the last one oh uh, it's the nightmare the one night- yeah uh joker's in there played by uh, uh jared leto that one i didn't mind well to be honest by that point i was kind of just a little bit tired of viewing so I did kind of mind but I mean I was like well I'm still excited I didn't mind however contextually I didn't understand why they had to show it to us so many times <laughs> so there's like a lot of like um they keep oh talking. and and yeah Harry Lennox uh Lennox plays a uh, Martian Manhunter yeah continue but the Martian okay so the Martian Manhunter was another example to me of like oh my gosh and of course Amy Adams is in it too Lois wow there's a few people that we did the mention but I mean you know I won't blame you for forgetting that Amy Adams is in this movie because she literally does nothing <laughs> she's just like a walking um plot device 
Yeah, but important one, nevertheless. A very important one, nevertheless. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but like, so like, so like the reveal, for example, of Martian Manhunter. It's just like it's like okay. So, well, before you before you go ahead and, and and go and continue to make a shit on the movie, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be back with your thoughts about one of the cookies that is Martian Manhunter. Okay, dos momento. All right, and we are back. Sorry, you were saying Martian Manhunter was trash. Continue. <laughs> it wasn't trash. It was just, it was like he was put in completely, like, not organically into what was happening. So Martian, like, so the re- Martian Manhunter was revealed to us when um, he pretends to be Martha and he goes, talks to Lois. Lois Lane. And then he steps out of Lois's apartment and then transforms into Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why, why, why would you transform into your alien form here? Why don't, what's wrong with just keep being Martha Kent and leave the place? She, he transforms into Martian Manhunter's like alien form, then transforms into the general uh, in his like full uniform, and then he just leaves. And it's just like, what that only? Sh- but that, what I'm saying is that doesn't make sense. It's just there to be like, here's Martian Manhunter. Like, look how cool. But it doesn't make sense that he would do it there. And also, why that the, the movie doesn't explain why he thinks lois is important okay why lois needs to get out of her funk uh, and get out of her depression about superman being dead okay so i have a question for you why how else would the would the audience know that that's not actually clark kent's mom and not martian manhunter if he did not show himself to us the audience not necessarily breaking the fourth wall and telling us but but doing something not revealing it to the other character but revealing it to us the audience how would we know that that is Martian Manhunter. In a better movie, there would be an, an organic way of showing that. Like you. example, I want an example because that seems like the most concise way. Because you're the one who's saying that. Oh, this movie's too long. Because so you're saying add another scene to say to tell us that. I would say if anything, he doesn't need to be in this movie at all. It's a piece of fan service. It does nothing to move anything forward. It just does things to add more things into a very long movie, and it just introduces more questions than answers. Because then it's like, wait, Martian Manhunter, if you're here, the world, this movie sets up stakes of the world ending, right? When these mother boxes are put together. Where the hell are you? Like, clearly, you know things. Why don't you go help these people? He was like, well, that kind of see what y'all got it covered. Got it under control. <laughs> they so. they almost didn't have it. Out of, <laughs> they pretty much <laughs> did not have it under control. It's just like, why aren't you here then? If you're if you're gonna pull, tell me Martian Manhunter has been around, lots of it's just like it's just more questions, and it's like I don't need this. But as a fan, I'd be like, okay, that's why I mean, like this movie is for hardcore fans because I would, if I was hardcore about this, I would see Martian Manhunter and be like, oh my god, Martian Manhunter. But in the context of the movie, it's like irrelevant. But again, they're trying to reestablish something that was lost. And this is also a thing that happens in pretty much every other I mean and I hate I mean I hate to keep making the comparison, but I mean it's the only thing that we really have anything to compare it to. Marvel, if you're trying to set up a new universe and really reestablish yourself as something that is not garbage and can sustain a whole universe whilst properly developing those characters so that when we see them again on another screen or in another project, we know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I feel like all of these little moments were imperative to building that story. And I I can't tell. Are you just playing devil's advocate here? Because I feel like 
like this is some pretty good building. No. If you want to compare to Marvel, I think what Marvel gets right is that they well, they have a lot of movies. And so they the setup is there within those. Oh yeah, movies. Falcon and uh, Winter Winter Soldier actually uh, debuted debuted uh, today when we were recording. So if and WandaVision wrapped up. Oh yeah, they got a lot of things going on. Huh? If Justice League, if they put Justice League out later in like their timeline of the movies that they had out at that point, then you wouldn't have to do all this legwork within the movie, and it wouldn't feel so forced. Sure, Jan. Okay. Okay, so I will say this. Now that I'm done with done with the shitting. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no. Actually, one more thing. There is a line. There are a few funny lines in this. The funniest one to me was when Steppenwolf arrives at the in Russia. I looked like I thought it was Chernobyl or something. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, it's toxic. That's, That's good. good. <laughs> I get. I get. Because that works in two different contexts, one in a historical way and then one in the actual present where global warming is just drop kicking us left, right and center, drop kicking our ozone. All right. Our ozone layers. Uh, Yeah, that that was was funny. funny. And then the other thing that I thought was funny was when Aquaman kept putting on and taking Taking off off his shirts. (laughs) Yep. It's yeah. like, why? You just came in from the ocean. You don't need to put a shirt on. It's okay. Because then he immediately leaves, then takes his shirt off and enters the ocean. And I was just like, this is hilarious. It's funny. In my notes, I say, Arthur takes off his shirt, ellipses, a lot. Yeah. I mean, he looks good. Does. <laughs> Does. So that, I thought that was funny as well. So I would end on saying that. Okay. Another thing to note is that these advertisements, these endorsements, these product <laughs> placements, that whole Mercedes Benz thing. Wow. Okay. Firstly, you have that Benz that, uh, Batman that that Batman drives when he's uh, picking up Flash. Flash, right? Then you have the one with Gal Gadot, uh, Gal Gadot, uh, uh, Diana when she comes in, also on a Mercedes, also in a Mercedes, and I'm like, okay, we get it. Then as she exits the vehicle, this the camera pans across the grill of the car, showing off the the badge, just in case you missed just it. in case you missed it, and it takes up and 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 cap and and the whole screen. As it pans left, there's, there's that, yeah, that one was bad. I was like, okay, wow, wow, because it's funny. Because I was like, I actually made the joke as it was running, I was like, okay, we get it. And then it, they really drove the point home after they panned right across and took up the whole screen. I was like, wow, all right, all right. And Did, what else is there? There's Under Armour, but that one's a little Under bit more, Armor. it's a little bit more cyborg. Where's the jacket that's the varsity jacket? Yeah. Did you notice that Batman shaves with a Gillette? He does shave with a Gillette. There is a shot of just the razor, just the Gillette razor. It's like, wow. I mean, it's the other ones weren't done poorly. It's just the Mercedes one. I don't know how large that is pretty aggressive. I guess maybe because the Benz one was just a a little bit more repetitive. Yes, that's true. But wow. I wonder how large the check was. Must have been large because they put it large on the screen. Very large. Very, very large. Yeah, very like I'm talking like bigger than um like two the Martin ones. in in like a James Bond film and bigger than what else? The Rolex is he wear Rolex or yeah. is it he wears oh. Rolex or is it? Oh no Audemars? no Omega. Sorry, he wears Omega. Omega. Oh yeah, Omega. It's not Audemars Piguet. No, no, he wears Omega. no, no, no. It's a lot less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. Okay, and it's not. No, no. So is there a character that wears Patek? No. Or am I making that up? You're making that up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, it's 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 even less uh, subtle than those. Yes, 
quite a few products. Um, I'm going to end with some positives, despite my shitting. I will say this movie is a coherent movie, both visually and narratively, in a way that <laughs> Batman vs. Superman was not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The finale of this movie, much improved. Mm-hmm. I would say, I was like, okay, this is cool. This is, and most importantly, it makes sense within the context of what's happening. It does. And I know what they're doing, and I can see what's happening. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that is actually- It was well lit. It was. It's very important because if it's not, as the case was in Batman versus Superman- Oh, my God. You you have no idea what's happening. I mean, it's wait. I'm sorry. Wait, I missed that. What did you say? As far as like the vi- like visually, visually, it oh. makes sense. Well, it's 2021. There's no reason why the whole seventy percent of the screen needs to be dark. Okay, you can get the CGI there. <laughs> no, but like I just remember so clearly watching Batman versus Superman at the end. They fight Doomsday, and I was like, "Who's here? Who's doing what? What's happening?" They keep mentioning that Doomsday absorbs energy, yet they keep shooting things at him. And then he just explodes like light and energy onto the entire screen. You're like, what the hell is happening? (laughs) Well, okay. So this is a coherent piece of film. Okay. Oh, that's all you have to say? And um, I'd say if you were excited to see this, you should see this. I agree. You will not be disappointed. One thing that I did find funny, though, was that... um... That Amazonian lamentation that happens every time <laughs> Diana is on screen or when any one of the Amazons. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, that was tired by like hour two. I was like, okay, I'm, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up. I also, yes, I know. Oh, and um, and the bad guys are cool. You know, they look appropriately menacing. They do. They do. The sad looks good. Uh, Stefan Wolf looks yeah pretty good. Oh, I did really like how uh Dark Dark Side looked really cool. Yeah, he. Did, I like that. I like that. That did look really good. Yeah, yeah. So as a nerd, I I was excited. As a mid tier nerd, I was okay. Uh- <laughs> I suppose. Um, that that's all I have. I I also suggest that you watch it, and I feel like I'm a little bit more critical generally about these things. I enjoyed it, and I can And I'm not just saying that just because it was an experience, but I I actually really did. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was fulfilling. It was it was funny. It was exciting. Visually looked good. It was well lit. Some of the CGI is kind of wonky. Mm-hmm. Really? Because mm-hmm. even the parademon, even the parademons looked good. Hmm. Like when the Amazons show up, I was like, the Amazons look like that. Show up where? When they grab the box, and, and they grab they, the box. When when Steppenwolf grabs the box, the and then like box. at the end, like all these Amazons start rushing down like the hill, and I was like, that looks weird. And then there were like a few instances where I was like, I thought you guys spent a lot of money on this. Hmm. Maybe I, maybe I missed that. Maybe I missed that. Oh, right, right. Should we talk about the boxes very briefly? Again? Mm, sure. <laughs> well, just because the funny thing about like, so the Amazons get a box, 
the Atlanteans get a box and humans get a box. And so the Amazons put the box in a, in oh. a place that literally <laughs> collapses into the sea as a way of protecting it. You know, the Atlanteans had this thing that's like underwater and like people are guarding it all the time. And then the humans just like Again, dug a hole and buried it. <laughs> regular, regular, shallow-ish grave and just threw it in there. You would dig a bigger <laughs> hole to put a person inside. You know what's so funny though? <laughs> They were they were mapping it all out. They were like, yeah, so we made this pact that all of these boxes are going to be enshrined in some kind of special friend tomb. And the humans are just like, yep, this whole shall suffice. Let's make it two by four. Um, you, you might have dug a deeper hole for your dog if you buried your dog in your backyard. That was also, it's it's actually like really like, that was, I feel like that's the one joke that we reveal but like that stuff like that it's it's funny it's funny was it's it funny. intentional yeah funny? it was and i think that that's pretty sure? it's it's exactly like that hole it's toxic that's good <laughs> I, also, <laughs> I was like yeah this is great i was unconvinced that was an intentional joke that is good i like it that. was funny i liked that anyway yeah. yeah well i feel like that concludes this segment of armchair critics and let's take another brief break and we will be back with some juicy dumplings and we're back with juicy dumplings our pop culture and news segment woo, woo. should we start with the oscar nominations sure so the Oscar nominations came out. Just wanted to give some quick shout outs. Minari got six nominations. Most importantly, there were uh, Steven Yeun got a Best Actor nom. I'm so sorry, the person who plays the wife got I a mean, Best Actress nom. Was that a nomination for that? I mean, okay, hold on. Let me not take this away from him. Go on. So he is the first i believe to asian descent to be nominated for best actor good day for asians a uh, good day for riz ahmed who is the first muslim to be nominated in best actor chloe zhao from no man land becomes the first asian woman to be nominated for best director Ooh, it's a pretty good um it's it's a list that most people will accept you know there aren't anything glaring that you know you'd be like what the hell so that's like the i guess like the for the asians that's what's up this year okay that's excellent do you want me to run down some of the black excellence Ooh, i know that uh chadwick uh bozeman rest in peace uh also received the nom yes he did he's probably gonna win it mm-hmm. speaking of which did you watch his widow's acceptance speech no for the Golden Globe? i did not and i still will not it was devastating no, i no, almost no. cried no, no, holy no. shit wow no. so chadwick boseman viola feel sad viola davis it was quite sad viola davis daniel kaluuya leslie odom jr lakeith stanfield it was also a good day for black excellence in terms of things that you might be also interested in uh based on things we've watched Vanessa Kirby is nominated for Pieces of a Woman. So is Carrie Mulligan. Promising Young Woman got a bunch of noms as well. Yes. Yeah. Judith and the Black Messiah got a nomination for Cinematography. Bunch of stuff. Um, that is uh, Sean Bobbitt. Yeah. So does that mean that you're going to be watching the Oscars? Is nope. that what you're saying? N-O. 
So what you're saying is you you want to watch rich people get I do not watch rewarded no, for their job. I'm not gonna watch. I never watch the Oscars. You know what? Because they're so serious for some reason. But they're trying to fun it up. Remember when they had uh who did they have? I feel like we talked about this before. Did they have uh Seth Meyers do something? Maybe. Did they? Am I thinking of the correct Seth? No, I'm thinking of Seth MacFarlane. Oh, they might have gotten Seth MacFarlane. I think they did. Have they had? Have they had? Uh, oh, she's canceled. But have they had a? Uh, what's that lady? She's a shortcut. She's married to Portia de Ross. Oh, Ellen. Ellen. Did they? <laughs> did they have Ellen host? I'm sure they. I'm sure she has. So they've tried to have it fun. They always have like a fun. Pr- but I mean, like the tone is just very serious all the time. Even though they're trying to have a, you know. Oh, so you're saying it has serious overtones with yeah. elements of comedy. Yeah. They take it very seriously. And it's also so long. Mm. It's deadly. Okay. Okay. Wait, what's mo- what, what did you say was nominated for Best Picture? Well, I only care that um, Nari was nominated, oh, to be see. honest. A promising young woman. All right. So we go, let's go from list of list from top to bottom. The Father. Don't know uh, who that is. Judas and the Black Messiah. Not watching that still. Not for now. <laughs> uh, Mank, Minari, Nomadland. Promising young woman. Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago 7, still not watching that uh, right now. Oh, Tenet got one for production design. This is okay. All right. All right. Did you watch Soul? This animation, yes. this animated one is, is getting a lot of buzz. I did watch Soul. Is it fun or is that also a sad animation? Oh, no. I mean, it's Pixar. It's good. It's like Pixar on a good day. Okay. So what you're saying, oh, this is the kind of things that you like. You want something with a story. It does have a story. Oh, and it's short. Was it short? I Mm. I mean, it's cartoon. It can't be that long. Well, I actually might watch that this evening. Pixar. Pixar. Soul is good. Soul's good. Okay. Okay, this this looks like some pretty 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 good. Uh, of course, as usual, they just choose the top movies as you know the like the six that exist apparently six or eight that exist uh, throughout this entire year, and they just put them all then throw them all for one another and just kind of divvy animated? it up for animated. No, 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 for everything because it seems like it's the same goddamn movies all over over and over on this list. Oh, <laughs> as yeah, per yeah, usual. yeah. It's kind of like when the radio only realizes that there are. Uh, a smooth 12 songs that exist per year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll sprinkle in one from a couple years ago or yeah. three. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I agree. But most of them are good, so can't complain. This is true. So I'm just going to briefly hop over to the Grammys, very briefly. Mostly to be, to say some of these winners, <laughs> Keska, <laughs> Keska Se, very confusing. Song, the one that really confused me was Song of the Year. What was Song of the Year? I can't breathe by Bye. her. And I was like, I was like, have I heard this song before? And I like her, and I listen to the song. It is not good. It is very not good. You know what? I have some thoughts, but I'm not gonna get canceled this week, so I'm not gonna say them. <laughs> I think we have the same thoughts. Okay. Billie Eilish won for everything I wanted for record of the year. Everything I want. Stop it. Which was which was I was if Billie Eilish were to rank her own songs, she probably would put that song pretty low on her list. Why would you not give it to Don't Start Now or Say So? There's some arguably those were definitely the records of the year. There are some very confusing wins on this. There was a clear, I mean, reasoning uh, behind some of these wins. Album of the year, folklore. I will accept that. I don't over think over future it is. nostalgia. No, it is not. But folklore is good enough 
that it's not an egregious oversight. Huh. Best new artist, Megan, Megan the, the Stallion, Stallion over. She was up against Ingrid Andres. Don't know uh, that. Phoebe is. Bridges, Bridgers. Oh, sad uh, white songs. Chica. Don't know that. Um, she's like an up and coming. Well, I don't know about all that though. An up and coming uh rapper. Uh, Noah Cyrus. Sad white songs with a dance edge. D Smoke. Don't know who that is. Doja Cat. Hasn't made a good song in a while. Katranada. Ooh, Katranada. Mm-hmm. He did win, but though, but not. Katranada is just. And- and Kachanada is nominated? not. First of all, Kachanada is not a new artist. Yeah, I was gonna say Kachanada. Like, I feel like I listened to his music five years ago. You know what though? I find that the Gra- I mean, it's the same thing. Who won the Grammys for Best New Artist last year? I don't know. Let me see. Let's check. Well, while you check on that, Best Pop Solo Performance, <laughs> Watermelon Sugar. Hi. Harry <laughs> Styles. I Who love won? that song. I mean, it is. It was great though. It was great. It was up against Yummy Say So. Everything. I wanted don't start now in cardigan my they gave my girl do a do a peep one grammy i think for best pop album or something mm-hmm. i was like fine renee zellweger has an album a po- traditional okay. pop last year album? Billie eilish one. Oh, that makes sense who was she up against black pumas pumas maggie rogers lil nas x lizzo oh this was a stack list uh rosalia tank and the bangas yola Ooh. If anything, if not her Lizzo. Yeah. Who also not a new artist. I feel like when they say new, it's kind of just like, did you get your your break? Break. Yeah. Yeah. However, Dula Peep won for best pop vocal. Yes, that's what they gave her. There you go. I mean, up against these other girls. Yeah. She deserved one of the big ones. Future Nostalgia is so good. And my boy, uh, Kei Trinata won for best dance recording. He makes... And he also won for best dance slash electronic album. If there's one thing that he does freaking amazingly, it is electronic Mm -hmm. dance music. That is very, 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 very accurate. And that is some freaking black Canadian excellence right there. Mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. wow yeah. well that was that's what i'm actually pretty excited about everybody else i don't care to be honest yeah anyway that's all i wanted to say about the grammys is there anything else you would like to say my homegirl uh beyonce uh oh yes has yet again she did it again what is what is uh what is first lady dr michelle obama say what does she say i have no idea there girl you did it again breaking barriers something 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 that like became a a meme you don't know that anyways beyonce went on to make history as the most decorated performing artist performing artist you know, Quincy Jones still holds the most. No, I Winner. looked up uh, who who I looked up the guy who has the most Grammys. It's like some guy who conducts classical music. Uh, I was under the impression that it was Quincy Jones with the mm-hmm. most with forty six. Who's who who's the guy? I don't know him. I thought you said you looked up the I don't remember now. Wow. Anyways, let's not detract from my girl who has the most Grammys ever won by an artist. Okay. An artist ever. Yeah. Performing artist of all time. Wow. Yet again. I mean, we already knew that she was the girl, but I mean, yeah, there we go. (laughs) Living, walking, young legend. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, That's 40. That's not young. Okay. I mean, middle age, but sure. But I suppose life expectancy about 80, 85, almost middle age. Yes. But wow. Wow. That's that's a pretty big feat it is well deserved well deserved i mean <laughs> are you uh, okay uh, let us see one for best traditional r&b performance <laughs> 
<laughs> Never mind, we're not done with the Grammys. Hold on. Oh, against oh Chloe and Holly, let me go di- distance. Yep. Hold. They didn't win. They didn't get nominated for best traditional R and B performance for Do It. Guess not. And they've been performing the hell out of that song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every version possible. <laughs> the exactly. They had a stripped down version, <laughs> acoustic <laughs> version, and a pop version. <laughs> a funk version. <laughs> <laughs> they did one with drag queens. They did one on a tennis court. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wow. They said, you will like this song. You shall. <laughs> okay, did you hear John Legend's album that he won this R&B uh, Grammy for? Bigger Love? I heard parts of it. It was mediocre. So you're saying it should have went to Gibby up? Oh, 100%. I mean, I also agree with that. Uh-huh. And I like John Legend, but that album wasn't wasn't it. Luke James came out with the project. Oh, you know what? I don't again. Let me not get canceled. I don't think I liked it, but I really like Luke James. He's fantastic, and especially live. Wow, he's actually he opened up for when he opened up for Beyonce at the Mrs. Carter show. That was fantastic. Yeah, Luke James. Luke James. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> So good. So good. Okay. I'll and take your word for it. One of my favorite songs is um Strawberry Favorite. Did he perform that or was I sad that he didn't? I can't remember. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's I mean that's all I have to say about the Grammys. Okay. Let's move on to our last dumpling. What's the last dumpling? I've been kind of dreading this, but I feel like we should talk about this. Okay. It's the shit that happened in Atlanta. Mm. Very sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This white man, obviously, who shot eight people in three different spas. Six of the people he killed were Asian women. Oh, God. And the other two? I think we're... I believe South Asian. Maybe Latino. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. They didn't... They've been very, like, um, sparse with the information, Mm. which is fair enough. I guess there's privacy issues and, like, it obstructs the investigation. So, obviously, very sad. The thing that really like messed me up was to see the police response and the gen some of the general responses to it it really drove me up the wall like i like it really really pissed me off in ways that i did not know i could still be pissed off because it seems like this kind of thing happens all the time so if you don't know the cap what the captain captain jay baker he like the day because it happened overnight or whatever then he went on you know, on a podium to do a press conference the next day. At one point, he says that this guy, the shooter who killed eight people, he had a really bad day. First off, they said, or he said that at this point of the investigation, they don't think race has to do with it. I'm sorry. The man killed eight people, six of which were Asian. And you're going to tell me that your preliminary investigation says that it is not race-based obviously it's freaking race-based you're gonna have to work very hard to convince me that it is not race-based and their explanation for why they don't think it's race-based is because they said the killer said that it was not race-based that's what we're basing this on you would rather take the word of the man killed all these people other than over the objective horrifying actions that he did you would rather he's because he said oh i have a sex addiction it's uh it's not because they're asian therefore you don't think it's racial like i understand as police you're not you might not want to say that it is a racial incident because you have to investigate like you have to prove these things in court 
So what I expected this asshole to get on stage and say is, we cannot comment at this time. That would be fine. And everyone else can connect the dots themselves because it's so abundantly obvious. But that would sound too much like correct. But he went on stage and said, and said, we don't think so right now. And that he had a really bad day. You know who had a bad day, you flaming turd? The people who died had a really bad day. Their families, their loved ones, they had a really bad day. Even the Asian Americans and Asians generally, they had a worse day than this shooter. Excuse me. How dare you? Like, what the f is wrong with you? You're the police. You're not some guy on Facebook commenting on these articles. Like, see, what the gag is, is that they are that guy that is on Facebook. And they just, then you see when people are inherently these people, they just kind of get confused when, and kind of forget to differentiate when they're at work. It is unbelievable. And like the way they already like, oh, he was such a devout churchgoer. Like we I couldn't imagine seen... that he's wow. blah, like he would do such a thing. Where the hell are they pulling out guns in the Bible at? <laughs> Damn, is that in the new chapter? I think so. Uh. And like, the, the also the obviously the obvious part is they would never afford this treatment to a black person if it was a black person chances are they'd be dead already let's start there if they were not dead we'd be learning that one time the guy smoked a spliff in yep. sixth grade oh, yeah. he was outside. no angel he was no angel yeah just the audacity it, it's truly truly mind-boggling and you see, and I feel like my words have almost come back to haunt me in a sense, because this is exactly where if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it might be a turkey has gone too far. Because the fact that they have gone out of their way to say that this is not, is not racially motivated is, is absolutely ludicrous, is absolutely ludicrous. And am I surprised? How, how, however, I'm, I can't say that I'm even surprised that a police officer would say that America defending a white man. I want to say I'm shocked. I want to, but am I? No, no. And you know, this whole like walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Did you see that this police chief who said all these stupid things on stage? Turns out he, um, you know, made Facebook posts where he was. It was like a photo of a shirt, and it was like um, a coronavirus imported from China. Oh, see, that's exactly why I said that that guy is that probably that guy on Facebook. And everyone will say like at the time when you find these things out, you're like, people are like, you're overreacting. Like they're not like blah 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 blah. It doesn't like whatever people are just expressing their opinion, blah, 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 blah. And, and it's like, look at the correlations that are so easily drawn. Look who, what kind of person would post that and what kind of, what kind of things that person also does. And I don't understand where this level of just, where this level of, of hatred and, and divisiveness and this fear of the other comes from. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I didn't grow up like that. I mean, I personally didn't have racist parents that I guess, I, I guess it is your upbringing. It's I was just never taught to hate anybody. So I was just like, oh, hey, we have a common goal. All right, let's do it. And we're not talking about like institutional racism or like more like covert forms of racism or like, you know, learn things that you may not necessarily identify as racist. This stuff that we're talking about right now is so obvious. However, I do have a quick comment to say not to detract from from the situation because I feel like it, it's, it's very important to highlight 
the differences that we all seem to face as minorities navigating our way through Western society as we try and dismantle these freaking terrible institutions that continue to uphold uh, racist ideologies and sexism. Um, I feel like it's very important that we not um, uh, shift and shift blame, mm-hmm. um, offload burdens onto one another. And what I'm specifically speaking about is about Asian people taking this time to say well where is all this energy when black lives matter was happening and i did see an article by uh, i believe it was nbc who was like here's how black people can help the asian community okay let's not do that that is not that is not the kind of that is not what you think it is that is not what you think it is at all to me that stuff is a huge distraction it is a huge distraction the fact we all have again while i think that every Everybody's taking the opportunity to really um, highlight the conversations as they're happening, as we were talking about last week. You know what? Well, this conversation is happening. Why not? Let's have all of them. Let's have them all individually. Sure. I agree. It's such a way. Like, it is, it's not, it's, that's not it. That's not it, people. That's, that's not it. And just backtracking a little, the other thing that really drives me crazy, it's like, we've been yammering and yammering on about this for a long time. Like, Chinese people, Asian people have been like, this is bad. Like, we feel it's bad. Things are happening. Stop doing all these things. Stop calling it freaking kung flu stop calling it a china virus blah 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 and yet everyone just like oh it's fine you guys are being sensitive or like they'll say the one that really drove me crazy is the one where they're like well we name viruses after other places too and it's like yeah we understand that the problem is you take this and you're racist about it specifically this yeah we say there's a british strain of the coronavirus you know what you don't do you don't go fucking oops my bad you don't go punch british people because you're not because there's I hear you. I hear your frustration I do <sighs> I do I do oh my god I know and it, it really is infuriating it's like oh stop overreacting be logical blah, 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 blah. well then this is what happens oh my god unbelievable and then you see some people were like we want more police presence excuse me did you just see what this police oh, chief said man. on stage you want more of those kind of people policing your communities Who's gonna help? Who they're gonna help? They're gonna help the white guy who's punching you in the face, dummies. And that officer who murdered that 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 uh, that um, that that woman, huh? Oh, you didn't? Okay, well that's just another sad. Let's not even. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Police are not the answer. Okay, they're not the answer. They are not the answer. I will say the thing that made brought me joy this week. Part of but as related to this topic is that video of that poor crying grandmother mm, yes. who got looked like she got punched in the eye, mm-hmm. which was really sad and she was like breaking down on the street. Mm-hmm. But it didn't make me happy it because me the joy. white man was on a stretcher. In the stretcher. Yeah. And he looked like he got properly beat up. He got a proper ass to li- proper yeah. ass whooping. Okay. And she was holding some sort of stick. And I think she won. Oh, oh, yes, she did. It did bring me some joy. I was like, oh, a little bit of retribution. Yes. Yeah, that did make me happy. Wow. You know, comes to find out that apparently he did that of a couple blocks down, I believe. is I'm not sure. It's not been verified, but a couple blocks down. And she was not in the first. So she was either the second or the third. Just so happens that you ever heard of the wrong one or you got the right one in this case (laughs) all right you got the right one this time 
And she's like, oh, I got something for that ass. I've got something for that ass. All right? You thought, you thought, you, you thought I'm just thought. an old lady? You Which, thought. Can we just pull out briefly? Who hits old people? People with no souls. Like, an old people could spit in my, like, an, if it was like an 80-year-old person, they could literally spit in my face and I would not think to physically harm them. I don't know so when I hold the same opinion <laughs> like I wouldn't let them go but I wouldn't punch them anyway that's it I mean I, yeah I mean I think that's that's all I got for this week you, you have anything else to add Mm-mm. right well I feel like that's our show it's gone on for a little while uh, please please comment like and subscribe to our show uh, wherever you're listening and then email stroganzoi at gmail.com for any of your inquiries and sponsorships uh yeah we like money (laughs) all of our socials will be down in the description box below thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week Bye bye bye